0: From the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the Jack and Spike Show.
1: Welcome to the Jack and Spike Show. Pro-Palestinian protesters blocked Bellevue Way with cars and bikes during a march, and they said, we're not going anywhere until we get what we want, and then they left two hours later. Refugees have been only given about 24 hours to get out of a, a hotel. I was thinking that we should just play uh closing time by semisonic at full volume I'm talking like a to get deep. him out fast <laughs> just get him out with the piano and everything nick grab that for me and then also the uh, the pajama bandits are back three girls who police are looking for all in matching pajamas where what were you doing on saturday night laura <laughs> what were you doing that evening?
2: Don't you dare ask me that question. Ordering
3: new pajamas. <laughs> <to> ordering <laughs> new yeah,
1: pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw this clip on Sunday. It was a bunch of people who were in Bellevue, and they were uh, they were marching near the park, and they were they got Palestinian flags, and they're impacting traffic, and it's a student-organized protest calling for a ceasefire in Ga- Gaza, and they're very upset about it, and then they leave within two hours and i was on twitter of course because that's where i go when i want to read rational thoughts about <laughs> geopolitics and i see people are saying why won't weren't those people arrested but, why but, aren't which those which is a, people? a pretty fair question right which is a fair question to ask but i'll i'll say this if i am inconvenienced for 2 hours by some people who are just expressing whatever ideology it is I'm fine with it. As long as I get to do it at some point in time in the future, yeah, yeah. I'm fine with it. I understand that it's an inconvenience. I understand that it's an imposition. But at the same time, it's I, they want to say what they want to say. I disagree with them. But to the point where we need to like start cracking skulls and throwing gas canisters at these kids, that's what they we want. saw how
3: that plays out, didn't we, right. last
1: week? And right? also, like that's what they want. I don't think people realize this, but exactly. Spike, I explained this to you last week, and I'll explain it again with my big wrinkly brain. A lot of these young college kids have read uh, Rules for Radicals by Saul Alinsky. And in that book, it lays out plans for how to get people to side with your social movement. And the primary tenet of that. Is to go out and protest, and and then have the police or the state enact violence against you, so that it shows up in the media, so then people become more sympathetic right.
3: to you than the state. Exactly, become Basically. a sympathetic victim that right. motivates your followers. So Absolutely. I, did you ever
1: waste your life in a protest? Did you ever go take a Saturday afternoon? I, I,
3: I almost got fired because I told the story and forgot what words you can't use on radio. Yes, I remember that. I was, I I was that at day. the uh, the pink hat march. I've learned to edit myself. Um, the day after the uh, Trump inauguration, I joined 200,000 other Seattle women. <laughs> did you wear the pink hat? I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I didn't realize it was supposed to be worn on the head. I yeah. <laughs> thought by, by name it was to warm the nethers. But no, yes. God, I've never I have never been more inspired by that march. So to your point about protesting Just you and a
1: bunch of other middle aged women walking yeah, down the street. You
3: know there was uh, snacks tables everywhere. <laughs> no, it, it was it was 200,000 people motivated by a, a common cause right and, and to your point about the Palestinian protesters that were you know pro-palestinian I should say um, I don't agree with their point of view but I respect and, and and admire their willingness to go out and make make what they feel is an, a difference or at least a, a statement
1: yeah I, I think that a lot of people like they say their free speech they say it and then when something like this comes up they begin to really so I'll just give you an example Como News said that they saw protesters burn an American flag before they left. Now, I don't know if they did that or not, but I'm going to trust the fine people over at Como News. And then so I was reading the comments and people were saying things like burning the American flag should be a crime. And unfortunately for people, that was already adjudicated in a case in Texas in which a Vietnam protester burned an American flag And that case, and he was arrested for it, and that case went all the way up to the Supreme Court, and they ruled that, yes, that indeed was an expression of free speech. Would I ever do that? Probably not. Unless I needed to keep warm or something like that, but like for but you understand like people don't really understand there. How is that funny, Spike? I'm talking um, about America right well, now. I,
3: The fact that you may burn it to keep warm. I I took that as the joke you intended. I'm just saying right? it was like 18 degrees I, in my apartment the other day. <laughs> I was thinking about what, getting one
1: of those Benjamin Franklin ovens. You know which one I'm talking about. I do. And, those and so
3: I, big old cast iron. Those be, were great. Yeah, just yeah.
1: popping one of those in my apartment against regulation, getting a shop vac, putting it just outside my window. Smart. And then just yeah. having because apparently if the listen if the energy company is going to cut off my heat when it's 18 degrees outside, I'm going to start lighting fires. No one's going to tell me that it's going to be exactly what I do with my time,
3: right? You know, the burning of the American flag while the most distasteful thing you can you can imagine if you really truly love this country, it is what well, it's it's bedrock for who we are, man, the, the ability to address grievances right. in a peaceful manner. In the public square. The Founding Fathers got that right.
1: Yeah. Let me just start. Let me. I'm going to address a whataboutism right now because mm-hmm. I hear people doing it right now. People immediately would be uh, writing us in the text line 888-973-5476. I guarantee you someone's being like, Jack, would you be okay if somebody burned the pride flag? Yes. Yes, I would. In the pursuit of my desire for free speech to be a thing, there goes Laura. By the way, answering that question that came up on the text line eight 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 nine seven three five four seven six. I got to head off these bad arguments of the past. I you really do. do, and you
3: got to have consistency, consistency in your points. In not in just my the points. ones you agree with, right? So,
1: uh, speaking of consistency, by the way, there are refugees in Kent. We talked about them. Um, Two weeks ago, I think, when it was—basically, yeah. it's an estimated 150 to 200 people, and the backstory basically goes like this. There's a church in Tequila. They are housing immigrants, refugees. Asylum uh, seekers. The invasion, right. as I like to call right. it, Spike. And <laughs> there are people who are staying there. It is so full that they have to be kept outside in basically tents, in basically a shanty town. Yeah. And so because it was so cold, the church— put forth about $13,000 so that these people could go stay at the Quality Inn. And they are now refusing to leave. They are saying, we're not going anywhere. It's too cold outside. You know, we deserve to have human dignity, so on and so forth. As I mentioned at the top of the show, I think we should just play closing time on repeat, right? I think at we the hotel. Just, get right. Them that, out. Just that soft yeah. piano intro comes up in the background, right? And we, it's just as loud as all get. I'm talking about jet loud you know like when a plane takes off
3: well you know it doesn't have to be that loud because it it's so annoying even is at, it? Lo- even yes even at lower volumes it works Laura
1: Nick can we prove this theory really quick I, I need to hear closing time right now
2: I'm worried people will stop listening to the show <laughs>
1: okay this is all you got to do blast this right mm. After hour
3: six, home, they will be begging stay. to leave. <laughs> well, I think even at modest begging, volume, right? they'll leave sooner. You don't want to impact the neighbors who have done nothing wrong. They, Blasting it is... Well, much like how we announced
1: to the citizens of Gaza when the Israeli army is coming in. Yeah. You announced to all the people there, hey, if you don't want to listen to Semisonic for the next eight hours, I <laughs> highly up. recommend you get a hotel get while the getting's good. in the next county over, right? Because we're just going to be hitting that on repeat, and then we'll stop it for like 30 seconds, right? Just stop really quick. And then all of a sudden, when all the people are like, oh, finally, they're done. Boom. Right back up. Can yeah. Closing time. Get out of this hotel. You're done. I know who am. Take me home. I'm out of here. I got And then go. we'll just get a bunch of frat bros out there, and just get them <laughs> wasted. <So laughs> oh, okay, but in all, seriousness, top of their lungs. in all seriousness, though, what I would like to see is uh, a donation so that these people can be treated with dignity and respect. It's mm-hmm. unfortunate that there's no, there's no money out there for those people to stay in that hotel, but I, I would be encouraged, and my heart would be filled with Christian love if money was supplied to that hotel so that those people could be treated with dignity. If
3: only someone had put forth um, proposed legislation to um, increase the number of, oh, I don't know, um, asylum judges... That could process Jeez, these folks, yeah. you know, so they wouldn't be left in limbo. Or maybe
1: there was a guy who didn't uh, cut off uh, the uh, asylum lawyers, the funding for those lawyers for right. asylum seekers. Oh, what, uh, who, in, in, in a perfect world, what president did that? That was 2018. Mm, I, I'm trying to who, who was, was in office then. in 2018. The guy who just completely gutted that program for asylum seekers. It, it was, was actually uh,
3: Miller Fillmore, right? Very no.
1: successful under the last two years of Obama. I'm just completely drawing a blank right here. But thankfully, <sighs> but Ob- he, he
3: wants the he wants the issue though i think the same guy says he can't wait to campaign on that issue oh well thankfully
1: uh thankfully biden that's already drafted up in a bill that biden wants to sign but the speaker of the house doesn't want to doesn't want to sign it so but if only
3: he had some some bipartisan support oh wait
1: (laughs) the reason i want the reason i want uh these people to have dignity and also for the hotel to get what it wants is because i think that it's important optically for um both parties involved Mm. i think it's very sad that these
3: people have to refuse to leave. And become pawns. Become pawns. Seriously. Very, very
1: sad indeed. And so, you know, there's children in this, this, these groups, yeah. right? We're not, yeah. not talking... Although it's the invasion, it's the invasion of children. There are people in this group who uh, I, I I sympathize with. And at the same time, I also sympathize with the owner-operator of the Quality Inn. Yeah. And in that they have goods, empty rooms, that or rooms that they want to fill with other people who are actually paying.
3: It's right. a win-win. We said a couple of weeks ago when we first got this story that, hey, how about federal government stepping in and maybe offering a tax break to the business that owns these hotels exactly. Or, exactly. or direct payment to the to the business itself that is housing and providing shelter for these asylum seekers? I mean, yeah. There's a million ways to solve this problem. Well,
1: it's really the invasion is what it is. I, you know what? Mm. I was thinking about mm-hmm. that over the weekend because yeah. I kept seeing people talking about the border. And I kept seeing just all these awful takes about the border. And just it's just garbage takes consistently across the board. And uh, I looked into the, the bill that Biden wants to sign, mm-hmm. which would give him the authority to shut down the border the day he signs it. Yes,
3: yes, yes. This is the one that former President Trump's just calling a bad bill.
1: Right, correct. Bad correct bill. Correct. And so what's irritating about this is that it's a bipartisan bill. drafted up by both Democrats and Republicans. Mm-hmm. It's more funding.
3: It's more Border Patrol agents. It's more technological support at the border, It's t- high-tech high drone surveillance kind of everything you need right. in a modern
1: era. More judges. more judges, it includes funding for more walls, it's everything that anybody would ever want in an America First agenda, and Mike Johnson has decided to stonewall this, the speaker of the house, solely because it makes Biden look good, and that is really sad and dirty politics when we're talking about a bipartisan bill that funds the thing that everybody wants. Right?
3: This is, and this is the most concessions I think you will ever get yes. from a Democratic Congress yeah. and President yeah. ever on this issue. Right? They're giving up some bedrock, fundamental beliefs with regard to asylum. You know, they're. they're Oh, I can begin to get the well, new we this. can
1: argue about it with Billy when uh, Billy comes on in a couple of few. Three girls in pajamas are sought over a dozen uh, car prowlings in Bellevue. What's going on in Bellevue these days? Why is there such a hot pocket of activity going on in Bellevue right now when it comes to? I think, I think well,
3: Bellevue. One of first off, a, a wonderful community of not affluence a, and achievement. Not according to today's um, news day. Tar- target rich environment. Oh, for car prowlers. Okay, okay.
1: All I think right.
3: I think um, Bellevue is actually the Indian word for privilege. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> uh, I could be wrong on that. Don't. I'll get Felix. Uh, to let me know if I'm accurate on that. It, it's this is this is entitlement on full display well we these are kids free from consequence or boundary let's
1: get our resident girl expert on the microphone uh laura oh i'm sorry my bad i misread the sign laura take
2: a break from the text line what's
1: up as our resident ex girl expert you were once a teenage girl yes what many moons ago many moons ago all four years ago what motivates a bunch of young ladies To put on pajama pants when it's 30-some-odd degrees outside and then go around and and break into cars and prowl for open cars. What 18 cars. 18 cars in one evening.
2: It reminded me of the 2004 incredible movie Sleepover. Okay. In which there was a list of activities that they had to complete in order to be cool enough to go from middle school into high school. And they snuck out of their house and uh, romped around town. And skateboarded and kissed boys. Right, but
1: this isn't this isn't funsies. This is for crime, right? So, what motivates a bunch of young ladies to go out and do this in pajama pants specifically? Because if it was guys, they're in tactical gear. You know what I mean? They, they got yeah, the, they're dressed
3: in black. If the, the in... guys
2: overdo it, you don't really need tactical gear. Oh, because you're not suspicious. Hard to steal a car?
3: Whoa, <laughs> Which is Laura. What
2: Learned when my car was stolen
3: very quickly. Oh, well, nice save, by the way. (laughs) Beautiful save. My thought is basically, if
1: I had to think of a scenario here, and this is something that I'll expound upon many times today, life is inherently very boring to many people. Mm. Think about it like this. We no longer have to go out and hunt elk or, you know, knit stitched together leather clothing or (laughs) fashion spears you know arrows from stones and sticks women generally are getting pregnant later in life and so people have a a lot lot, more
3: free time for the teenager of today
1: not only that but you think our dopamine centers are just overloaded with TikTok and with Instagram and YouTube yeah and so you get to the point where you need to experience more and more stimulation more and more excitement and so then you say to yourself as you're wearing your Target pajama bottoms in your Gap sweatshirt, you say to yourself... You
3: haven't been to Bellevue a lot, have you? Let's go
1: break into some cars, right? And so they go, and that's what they do because it's so stimulating and it's exciting to be able to go do that because they're teenage girls and they don't understand the consequences of their actions.
2: I thought you wanted kids to be off their phones. I do.
3: (laughs) Careful what you
1: wish for. I do, but I want them to be like learning how to crochet and reading to blind people. I don't want them to be breaking into 18 cars in one night,
3: right? Uh, you know, there's a, there's a court case of, i guess is it in Michigan or Missouri maybe Missouri where the mom is on uh, being tried f- uh, for the com the crime's committed by their son. It's a much, its a horrible case. It's a gun-involved case. Yeah. But I think it translates to this because— This is a bad take. You're no, about to have a bad take. I think parents should be accountable for teenage kids who go out and wreak havoc over, after midnight. This is a bad take. You don't think parents should—who's going to fit the bill for these kids? They're not going to do any hard time because they're going to go to the soft wall you know, a penalty camp, right? Uh, which we do for juvenile offenders these days. Okay, They're not going to be tried as adults. They're kids, but okay, it's, so it's, the, it's so, a lot of property so, but, destruction. Right,
1: but Spike, this is a false equivocation because the mom in the Michigan case was— no. like- uh, leaving yeah, her, I, yeah, she's I, I, leaving yeah. her gun is all
3: over the place. She bought and the kid a gun after. She, yeah, right, yeah. exactly. And uh, then yeah. the, this is a bunch of girls. It's not like these girls were bought hammers right. at 9 o'clock it's that not, night. It's
1: not like their parents gave them like spark plugs so that they could bip open the window. I never
3: realized that's in the You TV. know what I mean?
1: Like, this is a bunch of ki- So what I'm saying is that unless you have a piece of documentation... In which mom is saying, "Hey, when you're out there robbing cars, if you find an iPhone, I need a new one." I no, I don't, don't sh- want you guys
3: on your screens on like get out in the streets. Right, exactly. Yeah, Unless you have that based. communication, okay. I don't, I don't see the equivocation to, in that whatsoever. I just whatsoever. want some better parenting. How do I get there? Oh, it's
1: rough. Well, I mean, if step one, you got to tell your your kids to go out and rob a bunch of cars, and then have them get into the system, and then you can swoop in and be like, okay, now now we have to find Jesus. <laughs> now we have to. Get right with the Lord, and then you'll have good children again, just like me. Speaking of people, uh, man, get right. <laughs> speaking about people getting right with the Lord, <laughs> Billy Sunshine coming in a couple of few because uh, World War Three. Everybody keeps saying Iran rebels, U.S. troops. What are we to do, Mister Sunshine? Of course, will have the wrong answer, but we'll hear it nonetheless when we get back. Right after this. <laughs> a man whose opinion I value least among all. Mr. Billy Sunshine, how are you, sir?
0: Hi, Spike. Is Jack with you? <laughs> no, apparently not. Hey,
3: Billy, I don't know why you keep calling Just in after the way he treats you. Yeah. i got to tell you.
1: Well, it's because I have a special place in that man's heart because I'm the only person who gives him any guff. Hey, Billy, I know how much you're a fan of, uh, of Lindsey Graham. I know that you've always been a fan of Lindsey Graham. And I was uh, I was looking at the news of those rebels from Iran who uh, used drones to kill three United States soldiers. And I immediately thought to myself, oh, of course, we're going to be having measured and diplomatic responses (laughs) to a country that's harboring uh, rebel insurgents who desperately Mm. want to kill Americans. And I, of course, I go to, to Republican Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina and I go, of course, he's going to be a measured statesman. And instead, what he says is hit them now, hit them hard. And then he goes on to release a statement that says, I'm calling on the Biden administration to strike targets of significance inside Iran, not only as reprisal for the killing of our forces, but as a deterrence against future aggression. One of the things that I found fascinating about this, though, Billy, was that when I scroll down in the comments, I was so proud To see my MAGA brothers and sisters out there saying, no dice, sweet tea, no (laughs) dice. We're not into your globalist nonsense. And the pushback against Lindsey Graham from MAGA people was basically what the hippies did to George W. Bush in 2002, 2003. No, not going to do it. Oh, wait, you were serious about I'm that? serious, man. I, I
3: thought you were being sarcastic. No. They
1: were really? very against this kind of globalist approach to diplomacy where it's, you know, you bomb us and then we'll bomb you. They just flat out weren't interested in it. So, Billy, do you think we're on the verge of World War Three, just like Mr. Sweet T. Graham over here?
0: Oh, hi, Jack. Hi, Billy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So... Uh... Uh, let's let's take this in three little three little bundles. Okay. One is Lindsey Graham. Two is Iran. And three is war itself. Okay. Let's start with Lindsey Graham. Okay. I so totally agree with Lindsey Graham about fifty percent of the time <laughs> because Lindsey Graham doesn't agree with Lindsey Graham. How that, do we take him
3: seriously? That is so well put.
0: That's <laughs> so well put. <laughs> wow. And the pregnant pause. I mean, sweet. Tea. Uh, on the one hand. He, he, he thinks, uh, uh, you know, the uh, the attack on the Congress was wrong. He thinks Trump was wrong. And then two weeks later, he's Trump's best friend. So Lindsey Graham is not a man that we can trust. True. So we'll start there. Yeah. So let's just push him aside because he's a ridiculous human being. Yes. OK, so there's that. Now let's talk about Iran for a minute. Iran is a troublemaker. Iran has been saying death to Israel and death to the United States. For as long as I can remember, Mm -hmm. I can't remember that long. It's true. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I believe that, in fact, we should attack Iran. But we have to ask ourselves, do we want to kill a bunch of Iranians or do we want to kill some things in Iran? I mean, look, I used to think life was sacred. I've been trained not to believe that anymore by the way we've behaved. Okay. So (laughs) I think what we should do is, well, you know, War is not a healthy thing. I think we should outlaw war. And in and in specific to Iran, why don't we blow up their their? their facilities that are creating the nuclear weapons that they'd like to use on the united states and israel because That's they're using I those for power
1: so they, they serve a dual purpose billy where then not only are they cultivating uranium and plutonium but they're up for for power and energy purposes but then they're also reappropriating it for bombs
3: so right? we'll, ju- we'll just airdrop well, in then. generators right they got <laughs> like gas right they can No, run but generators. if you
1: blow those up you're going to have a bunch of chernobyl-esque scenarios but, okay, so, Billy, just a quick clarification here, because, you know, I did study the terrorist state. If you look at Farsi or Urdu or Arabic, the literal translation is death to America, but the, the connotative meaning of that is actually down with, not that they, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Like, there's a very specific syntactic difference here. I'm not trying to be didactic, but when they say that, it's much more in the same way that people would say... uh uh, I don't know what's a football reference that I could use. Oh, here? I'm so
0: relieved to hear that, Jack. I feel <laughs> so much better.
1: Well, but you understand that there's a, there's, a, there's a there's a textual difference here when people is say this. Those...
0: Is there really? How do you bring someone down?
1: well okay so, so when when we were saying we're going to bring those terrorists down or whatever right there's a yeah, pretty big did
3: mean we to kill i
1: understand uh-huh. that but there's a there's a fairly yeah. large linguistic difference here that i think that people need to understand
3: yeah but li- linguistics aside guys uh, when iran is funding all these different with calling them resistance groups yeah and then yeah. iran says well we're yeah. not re- we're not responsible for what they do with all the weapons yeah. or training we give them that is so you know disingenuous um I think uh, you know I hate to say this but Lindsey Graham is right. What I love is that Lindsey Graham takes such a bold position that the US should retaliate. <laughs> Way to get out in front of a parade, Lindsey Graham. of course right? is you to pl- retaliate. This
1: is like playing checkers with a couple of uh, monkeys here. You got this is you guys realize that Iran does they they fund terror cells so that those cells get enacted upon with violence. So that they can be martyred and then gain more followers for the global jihad. Oh, I, I, this is the I, way the game works. We, of
3: course we understand that, Jack. We're, we're, we're monkeys, no less, but yeah. we understand. <laughs> but it doesn't mean you, you don't respond. In, in, and like Billy said, let's blow up stuff, what, not but that's the game.
1: But that's the game they want you to play, right? So then they can lie about the bodies that were there, and they can lie about the people who were there who were killed, and so on and so forth. Okay, but right? well, what's, like,
3: what's a wrinkly brain response? Clearly, Lindsay didn't give us one. No. We what, probably shouldn't expect one from the body administration what is a good wrinkly brain response okay so iran wants to be able my to response my response
1: okay all right <laughs> we'll take with the wrong response what's your response billy what did you want to do
0: i want to bomb the uh facilities that are are, are you know uh enriching uranium for bombs.
1: the civilian facilities is what you want to bomb
0: i don't care civilian <laughs> I, look, I want to bomb the enrichment facilities period okay.
1: right the ones that obama paid for those are the ones you want. So the, who they're, nice they're being at.
3: used. They're being well, used I to create clear, weapons Dad, of destruction. Very I,
1: I, clear. I, I understand. Okay, I get the argument that you guys are making. But what Iran He's more? Making, I understand that, But what, what Iran wants more so than anything <laughs> else is to be able to trade freely on the global market, and they are restricted in doing so by multiple different three-letter organizations. Right. Mm-hmm. So, in a sense, the Biden administration, by allowing them to take back the, the money that we had locked up that mm-hmm. they sued for that in a, in a sense is a gesture of goodwill towards the uh, the de facto right. the de facto
0: ruler of Iran. What do we get in return for that? We got nothing in return. No, I
1: understand this Billy, but yet th- I'm going to go with the whole democratization, globalization, worldwide McDonald's argument here, which is that people That's not happening. people dead
0: do- we have Iran trying to take over the world force religions other than their own to die
1: i understand no i understand stand up to them i understand billy and again i feel like what happens with boomers is they feel like if they just talk over you and talk louder (laughs) they win the argument (laughs) they do win your vote they do win your vote (laughs) what i'm saying Billy, is that is that i i follow under this idea that people like people do well with economic prosperity and when they don't have it that is when they turn to things that are extreme in nature that are utopic in vision because when the reality that they're dealt with, that they see in front of them, is bleak and is dark and is meaningless,
0: they don't they don't, yes, people don't respond the well. well. Well, exactly, and the bad response of the people of Iran to. Is they would attack their leadership, the MOA's, which is exactly what they need, which is to get rid. Yeah. Of that but religious first, first, you got to get them iPhones and country. Game
1: Boys and McDonald's, and then they're going to say, "Hey, this is actually pretty sweet. I, I don't think I want to live in a theocracy anymore." That's the way you do it, yeah. my friend. Right? Maybe that's, that's, what, anyway. happened. that's what happened. That's what happened in Japan
0: post World War II. Japan. You attack, their you attack the warlike nature of that country, and you make it clear that those people will never go anywhere while they have leaders who make war on the United States and Israel and any neighbor who doesn't share their religion. What what, what what, what I love is
3: you both are basically saying the same thing. I'm saying it better. Stop their ability to wreak (laughs) havoc and cause death and make the people not want to live this way anymore.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think that's the way you do it. Now, my model involves no violence, and Billy's model involves nothing but violence, but Ah, of course- It's
3: like a good meatloaf. Got to have a little something, something. It's like a little spice in there. You know what I'm saying? Got a little bacon in there. Got a little crispy cream. You know, Billy's
1: the only person I've ever seen where when he makes meatballs, he puts rice in the meatballs. That's a good binder. Yeah, really good good, binder. Sweet and sour.
0: Nana's sweet and sour. It's the best meatballs I've ever had in my life. Really big. I had a party this weekend and people raved about my sweet family. They're amazing. That's why I hate Rage. the postal
3: system. My invitation was clearly lost in the mail. I hate,
0: <laughs> hate, 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 the U.S. postal
3: system.
1: All right, Mr. Sunshine, well, thank you. Uh, Spike, I was afraid you were going to bring Jack with me. <laughs> All right, Billy, I'll call you later, and I'll yell at you later for ruining my show. Thank you so much for your time, my friend. <laughs> when we get back, it was uh, Spike's birthday over the weekend. I had a great weekend. And I called him. You did. And we need to do a little bit of boomer to zoomer here because Spike did a major faux pas that I think a lot of older people don't realize that when they do this to the younger generation, it is seen as being wildly passive aggressive. Oh. We shall discuss when we get back right after this.
0: from boomer to zoomer
1: that's right it was spike's birthday over the weekend and i feel compelled to share a faux pas that spike committed over the weekend which is to us now laura you're gonna back me up on this millennials zoomers we are sensitive people by nature mm-hmm. right we are people who are in desperate need of affirmation and connection And the communication and a
2: desperate fear of asking other people for it.
1: Yes. So on Saturday I was hit with I had just finished a great session of yoga And so I go I'm gonna call Spike. I'm gonna call him because he's my friend and I'm gonna talk to my friend on his birthday So I call him and he doesn't pick up and out of the kindness of my heart. I did something that I never do I left spike a birthday voicemail and here is what that voicemail <sighs> I'm gonna
3: play the whole oh. we're gonna
1: play it because i want you to look like a bad person here's what that sounded like over the weekend hey buddy i'm just calling to wish you a happy birthday i'm glad that you made it to 88 years old and oh, it's so quite sorry. an accomplishment you know that you and tom brokaw <laughs> have been in broadcasting for the we same went amount of time and, <laughs> and uh i'm happy to work with you man i'm happy that we're friends and I'm very grateful for your presence in my life. And that's really all I wanted to say on your 61st... What is it? Your 61st birthday? So congratulations, man. And if you don't call me back, no worries. But I just wanted to, to let you know I'm sending you good vibes. And I'm, I'm happy that you are a human being on this planet. And uh, I'll see you on Monday, man. It's a lovely birthday message, right?
2: Probably the nicest you've ever been to Spike on Air.
1: Right. So then... An hour goes by. I think that Spike's going to call me back because it's his birthday. Of course mm-hmm. he's going to call me back. and Of course we're going to talk about stuff. An hour goes by. No phone call. Two hours goes by. No phone call, no text message. So I think, okay, okay well he's doing He's having a barbecue or something. Then he'll text me tonight and say, hey buddy, I got your voicemail. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Nothing. No, not a single return message. Not an acknowledgement of my existence, let alone my many kindnesses. So I'm sitting there and I'm stewing. Does Spike hate me? Is something wrong? Is Spike dead? I've heard heard, Did he have a heart attack wherever he was playing a gig, whatever that means? And then Sunday rolls around. I wake up breathless. Maybe Spike, maybe he emailed me. Check my email. Nothing from Spike. What happened, O'Neal? I send you a lovely birthday message. And I hear nothing, and then Spike comes walking in this morning, fresh as a daisy, doesn't say, hey, bud, got your voicemail, meant a lot to me. Nothing, Spike. What's the deal, bud? What's the deal? This is a boomer faux pas. Why didn't you
3: text me back? Why didn't you call me back? Andrew, do me a favor, if you would. Would you call and cancel the singing telegram
0: for this (laughs) afternoon? Well, look, my wife has a rule in her family. (laughs) On somebody's birthday, you sing happy birthday. You ready? <laughs> happy birthday to you.
3: Thank you, Joe. Joe happy doesn't know where his little song it's no. That's <laughs> enough of this happy old guy. Happy
0: birthday.
3: One old guy at a time. <laughs> <laughs> dear, very, very. Happy Thanks, Joe. birthday
1: to <laughs> you. Is it, is it not a faux pas to text or call somebody back when they have texted you on your birthday to say, I got your. That was a lovely heartfelt birthday message that i gave you and i got nothing in return for it now i'm deeply resentful why for mr
3: o'neill why for i'll 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 tell you two things first off um i'll give you my excuse first okay okay because i don't want i don't want that to be the closing thought here Mm -hmm. um I was to sleep at one in the afternoon when you called on Saturday. Saturday, a Friday night, our band played a great sold-out gig. Thank you very much, Clearwater Casino. Yeah. Uh, and all the people who came out to attend. Um, and I got hopped up on drugs and alcohol. Okay. I'll make it clear to everybody. All right. Um, all legal, of course, <laughs> but I was hopped up. And I was up till 3 in the morning partying at a casino with friends and family. And I got I got up at 8 in the morning, got myself back in breakfast, a little breakfast, little in the car, got home, and collapsed at noon on Saturday and slept the day away on my yeah. birthday. Which is what the lovely and the truly unpleasant Mrs. O'Neal, you say Mrs. On Sports, that's Long I'm going to call her this, uh, the truly unpleasant Mrs. O'Neill let me sleep the day away. That was her gift to me. I say that because there was no card, there was no present. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. there was. Oh, so
1: I'm the only person who did anything. Now the for you. second,
3: the second part of yeah. my of my explanation here. Yeah, that's the that was the nicest greeting I got from anybody. Oh, I mean that's fa- so sweet. My brother didn't. I love him, but nothing like close to that. My sister, nothing close to that. My mm. kids, nothing close to that. Aww. My spouse, nothing close to that. <laughs> that's so, so sweet. So I so I feel even worse for having not responded. <laughs> I, I am. You have sunk the harpoon, my friend. You know, call me Ishmael because I, this whale's going down. Um, that was that was uh, a ni- that was really, dude. I mean that. That was one of the nicest uh, I've in my life. I can't oh, remember. That's so a nicer sweet. sentiment. And for me to just shun you and not respond <laughs> and, and 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 destroy your weekend, if we, I could have taken two seconds to say, "Hey, bud." Great message. Thanks so much. Means the world. Looking forward to Monday. I look forward to every Monday. I look forward, I do. Every I look forward too, to every buddy. single Monday that I get to spend doing this show with you and Laura and Andrew and Steve, so, the engineer, who finally figured out what the on air light means. Yes. And doesn't, I mean, this is like a <laughs> gift that keeps on giving.
1: So, <laughs> a really quick note. I actually, I, the reason I wanted to say this is because I think it's important to, in this boomer to zoomer, I think it's important just to call people. And leave voicemails. And I don't think that people do it enough anymore.
2: Wait, so is this actually Zoomer to Boomer?
3: Zoomer to Boomer. I d- I'm twisting and, the tables here. And the, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And I, sh- right. I should have reached no, out you. No, I'm just giving you. you a hard time. I know, but, but I I'll I'll should have reached and said thank you. I'll
1: give you an example. An older friend of mine had COVID a couple of weeks ago. And I called him. Uh, he told me he had COVID. I called him three days later to check in on him. No phone call back. And I go, oh, Neil's dead. He's dead. That's just what happened to Neil. At this
3: age, it's a fair fair concern. I'm with you. What the hell happened but to Neil?
1: But then when he did call me, he goes, hey, you know, my own kids didn't even call me to check in on me. Thank you so much for that. And uh, I'm just it's, saying. There's
3: a lot of that going around. Make a
1: huge difference in somebody's life. Speaking of, by the way, a Bremerton man has pled guilty to dozens of swatting incidents. And two Republicans of national note have been swatted. we got to stop this trend. Why do so many people owe taxes this year? I went down the rabbit hole and I found out why. Give you a hint. Name rhymes with Paul Ryan and also (laughs) trade war. We'll talk about it all when we get back right after this.